Welcome to another inspirational message from the chapel. We pray this message encourages and inspires you. If you would like any more information, check out our website, thechapelcollective.com.au. Hi, everyone. Hey, it's great to be joining with you on Sunday night, coming from a very different venue. Hope you're enjoying uh, your day and your long weekend. Let's get straight into this. Um, in this week four of the Back to the Future series, this is the wrap, this is the end, and we're going to be super practical tonight. Uh, as we've moved through the COVID, you know, the whole COVID scenario, there's been this statement I've heard by so many people. It's like, a, like an emerging theme everywhere I go, everyone I speak to. Um, this is the thing that I hear most. It's this, that people don't want to live at the pace that they used to. That people don't want to live post-COVID with the same level of busyness that they did pre-COVID. Now, maybe, maybe that's you too. Just put up your hand, give me a wave if that's you. But living busy, and uh, many, many people have said to me, that's the one thing they want to change. And so today, tonight, uh, right in this session, this is what we're all about. We're about liberating you from busy about seeing that come to pass in your life. Maybe you feel trapped by your busy. We, we want to see that change tonight. Maybe you feel stretched to your limits. We want to see that change for you tonight. Um, maybe you, you feel like you're on the treadmill of life and you, you're going so fast, but you're actually getting nowhere. So you're just standing still. We want to see that change for you uh, tonight as we get, I don't know, maybe busy, it's even stolen, you know, the joy in your life that you're going so fast that the joy's gone and you're just making your way through. We want to change that tonight. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, uh, verses 4 to 6 say this. Let me read them to you uh, tonight. It says, um, I have also learned why people work so hard to succeed. It's because they envy things their neighbors have. But it, it's useless. It's like chasing the wind. It is better to have only a little with peace of mind than be busy all the time with both hands trying to catch the wind. The writer Solomon is saying, hey, there's a point where busy is hurting us. And there's a point in which less is more. I, I've written it like this. It's better to live sustainably with less than to be busy continually with much. I wonder if you have come to that. That's kind of what I'm hearing people say. It's better to live sustainably with less, less busy, than it is to live busy and overrun with much. And that's kind of what people are saying as they think about things in this COVID period. So I want to give you a maths um, equation, a maths problem tonight. I know what you're thinking. Darren, I didn't know you were a maths expert, but yes, when I was in year 11, um, they had four unit maths, three unit maths, two unit maths, and they had what we commonly called maths in the sandpit. Well, I was in the maths in the sandpit class. Maths in the sandpit was for people who should not be doing maths, but should be doing something else. I know that's going to put great confidence in you as we talk about these equations. So here's the here's first equation I want to uh, give to you tonight. Cramming as much as we can into life cramming as much as we can into life to get the most out of life. That's what equals getting the most out of life. That's what a lot of people, whether they consciously or unconsciously know it, 
think. The idea that the more we cram into life, that equals getting the most out of life. And what we've discovered is that it's not true. It's what the um, writer of this piece of scripture is, is saying. And it's what we, I think many people have discovered during the lockdown period, that they've crammed so much into life thinking they'd get the most out of life and they've discovered that actually life doesn't work that way. And so tonight, as we come to this, I wanna to talk to you about a second equation. And the second equation is this, it's for busy people um, and, and for busy people's lives. And it's simply this, for busy people, doing less equals living more. I want you to catch that, for busy people, doing less equals living more. And I want to give you three things tonight that speak to that idea. So let's talk busy people, doing less equals living more. And a few notes as we get started, notice for busy people, that's the first thing we're talking to busy people. And this is for you, it's to help liberate you. The second note I would say is, is, is a lazy person could misuse this and I get nervous about that. So some of us actually need to live more, do more, get a job. We're, we're not saying slow down from a lazy place. And then the third thing is that I'm nervous about, I suppose, is that someone, if you're selfish, this could become more and more about you. This idea that is meant to be liberating could become more and more about you and selfish. That is not the end of what we're trying to do here. I'm saying live a full life, make a contribution, make a difference, make it count, enjoy the moments and take hold of your God-given future. That's what we're saying. And so here we go. Three ways to do less and yet live more. Number one, choose to cheat. Some of you have been around a few years, will, will have heard this from me before, but choosing to cheat, stay with me, and maybe it's new to you today, this is an idea that Brian and I first heard about 10 years ago, a guy called Andy Stanley. And Andy Stanley says this, he says, everybody cheats somewhere, it's just a matter of whether they do it deliberately or by accident. All of us are cheating someone or somewhere or something as it re relates to time and what we prioritize. If we've got too much on, we're cheating our kids over here or cheating sleep, that's the one I did for years. Just cheating sleep to get everything done. It looks different for everybody. And so Andy Stanley said, if you're going to cheat, cheat on purpose. Cheat by design. And that's what I want to help you with first. Your week and mine has so much going on. Anything from, you know, school, work, um, uh, obviously home chores, family, church, hobbies, fitness, friends, sleep, study, shopping, emergencies, interruptions, chores, synchronized swimming competitions and even more. It's exhausting just writing my little list and reading it out to you, the stuff going on. Here's what I've found in my life, that on most weeks of my life, there's more to do than time to do it. I'm thinking if you're busy, you feel the same way. And so if there's more to do than time to do it, I have to find a way to cheat. And choosing to cheat is, is our great friend. Um, here's what I'm thinking. Either God made a mistake and our days are too short, or his settings are good and my life is too full. I'm pretty sure I know which one it is. What about you? Either God has made a mistake and he needs to extend the day 
each day beyond 24 hours or he's gotten it right and our lives are too full and so with that in mind where are you going to cheat um luke chapter 8 tells a story of of seed and it's talking about the word of god but it talks about a people whose lives are so crammed with cares riches and pleasures and all this other stuff that actually it chokes the spiritual life out of them it chokes the vitality out of their life and and then it goes on and talks about the person who gets the settings right and how that produces a harvest in their life I think it's true for you and I just spiritually and in life generally that there's a way to live with vitality and there's a way for life to get choked out of it, out of us. And part of that is just working out where we're going to choose to cheat. Where is it that for you? Here, here are my top five. I want to give them to you quickly because I want to move on to the next point where I don't cheat. Number one, I'm, I'm locking in my time with God. Why? Because everything flows out of that. I kind of talked about it last week, how everything flows out of that and my spirit being in a good place. That works for you too. Number two, I'm locking in family time. Where's my family getting my best so that they don't get the dregs of things? You know, there's a time in my life when my kids were little, where I feel like they got the worst of me, not the best of me. These days it's locked in. Number three, I'm locking in church Sunday. Oh, that's got so much, you know, in terms of just the priority of worshiping Jesus, just the priority of contributing into the lives of other people. And obviously it's good for my soul. Number four, I'm locking in my work settings, what they look like and what my employer needs from me, etc. Number five, I'm locking in a day off where I stop. I haven't always done this well, but I've, I've been endeavoring to practice the idea. Um, Trish alluded to it or talked about it in her message on Sabbath, Jewish Sabbath, and I've been endeavoring to live like a Jewish Sabbath. I've never enjoyed my day off so much in my life. Those five places, I'm not going to cheat. What about you? Where is it? You go, you know what? These are locked in. I'm not going to cheat in this space. The other thing it does is where I work out where I won't cheat, it now means that there are other places where I will. So sometimes if someone wants to catch up with me, that might not happen today or tomorrow or this week. It might happen next week or the week after. It depends what it is and what's going on. What is that for you? Um, some of you have heard me say, if you don't plan it in, life will squeeze it out. So let's plan in the things that matter most. Let's plan in where we're not going to cheat and then let's look at the rest. Here's number two, creating breathing room. Deuteronomy chapter 24, verse 19 to 22 says this. When you are harvesting in the field, and you overlook a sheaf, do not go back to get it. You know, if you're harvesting, don't go back to get what you've missed. It says, leave it for the foreigner, the fatherless and the widow, so that the Lord your God may bless you in all the work of your hands. Goes on, when you beat the olives from the trees, do not go over the branches a second time. Leave what remains for the foreigner, the fatherless and the widow. And when you harvest the grapes in your vineyard, do not go over the vines again. No, leave what remains for the foreigner the fatherless and the widow. Remember the Lord, uh, remember that you were slaves in Egypt and that is why I commanded you to do this. I love this principle of gleaning, that it empowers the poor, that, that, that God says he will bless it. And I love the principle in it. And that's what I want us to capture as we think about this. The, the, the idea, don't absorb every inch of ground. Don't extract every last thing. Leave room around the edges. That was the idea um, around gleaning. Um, and, and so in our case, or in their case, they're leaving room around the edges for the poor. And the principle I'd like you to get around gleaning is that when we're time poor, one of the keys is to leave some room around the edges. 
to pull some margin back into our life. Margin is simply this. It's the amount of time we have minus the time we need to do what must be done. I've just listed some of those for me and you'll work out what they are from you, for you based on you know, what God's word says and what's in your heart. But what's left is the margin. And the reason, one of the reasons that the busy get so overwhelmed is because we load up the margin with all kinds of things. And, and if we take hold of the gleaning principle developed for the poor and use it in our time for us who are the time poor, it's transformative in our lives to take our margin and leave it clear, to put nothing in the space. I did this terribly most of my life, I'm telling you as an adult, just every bit of margin got filled up with something. But now, now I have spaces where I don't touch the margin. I'm not doing anything with it. And I haven't perfected it, maybe you will. So do you have margin? And if you've got margin that's untouched on the fringes, that's gonna be left for when you're time poor, just to do nothing, just to be with family, just to seek God, to go for a walk or run or whatever it is you wanna do. We create margin on the fringes. That's number two. And then number three in our final thought today is this, to do less and live more, just to be still, be still. Psalm 23 verse one and two say this, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. I wonder in your life, have you, do you know what it is to be led beside still waters? I, I was thinking as I was preparing this, how many years I lived without really knowing what it was to be still and still waters. And yet the Bible says that God wants to lead me in those ways. I was so busy. I was missing the still waters that God would lead me to. I was so busy trying to do God things that I would miss the very thing that God was trying to lead me to on occasions the still waters. Psalm 46 and verse 10 says, Be still and know that He is God. Be still and know that He is God. Just listen to the silence of where I am for a moment. Be still and know that he is God. Is, is being still part of the rhythm of your life? Is there any stillness? You know, even when we stop moving, sometimes we can still be frantic, can't we? Um, many of us are surrounded by activity and noise. Are you ever absent from your phone? Otherwise, we can be still and yet everything going on inside of us and there's no stillness in our soul. I want to give you something as we wrap today, a, a way to be still, uh, a time when we cease. Just put a time in your diary where you cease and where there's stillness. Number two, a place of peace. A time where we cease, number one. Number two, a place of peace, somewhere that's removed from technology and everything that surrounds us. Number three, just disconnect from the stuff and the screens and the tech in those moments. A place, a place, a time, a disconnect, and then a connecting with God. Here's what I'd like us to do, to practice this being still for just 10 minutes of day. Put it in your diary, and here's what I'd love you to try and do if you're like me and want to live liberated from busy. Number one, put it in your diary. Number two, read the first two verses of Psalm 23. 
He leads me beside still waters. And then do this. Pray. God, I'm here, just you and me. And then that's it. Take the rest of the 10 minutes just to be still before him. Put it in your diary. Read the first two verses of Psalm 23. Pray, God, I'm here, just you and me. And if your thoughts start to overwhelm you, give them to God and go back to stillness just for 10 minutes a day. Doing less equals living more. So my encouragement, be liberated today from unsustainably busy. If you feel trapped in your busy, this is for you. If you feel stretched to your limits, this is for you. If you feel like you are on that treadmill of life, going fast and getting nowhere, this, this talk today is for you. If, if, if being busy has stolen your joy, this is for you. And I, I, my prayer is that you will take it and live it and make it an effective tool in your life. So as we wrap this series, how are you going to emerge into your back to the future? How are you going to emerge? I pray that it would be a different day for you. I pray that something would go on as our world opens up, that something would go on in you and through you and as it relates to your future. So may you take charge of your power to choose and may, may you live with a different spirit, wholehearted and passionate for God. May you reset around what matters most. And as we talk today, may you choose to be a person who does less to live more that it would position your life for its future. And more than that, that we would position our lives or reposition our lives for our God-appointed future. All right, well, let's go have communion. Hope you're ready. If not, let you get prepared and let's all have communion together uh, on this long weekend. Let's go. Hey again, thanks so much for joining us on this podcast. Whether you are new and exploring your faith or a follower of Jesus, there's a next step for you. There is always room to grow, more to be done, destiny to be pursued, and people to be reached. So what's your next step? To find out, head over to thechapelcollective.com.au. And thanks again for listening.